The airport is packed. It seems as though every seat is taken up by travelers. You're in the line for one of the last seats available on your flight. But there's someone in need. Would you give up your seat? Recently, an individual was waiting to board a flight. His name is Tom, but he overheard a conversation. There was a serviceman on standby. He was due to come home after five trips to Iraq, but he was coming home to attend a funeral. What would you do if there was someone in need? This story reminded me of a friend who has made this his custom. If there's a traveler serving his or her country, they can fly home in my friend's first-class seat, free of charge. Perhaps you don't have a first-class seat to give away, but there are plenty of ways to serve the least of these. When you serve him or her, you are serving your Lord, Jesus Christ. Welcome to Haven Today here on Thursday. I'm Charles Morris, sharing with you the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're continuing in a series called Then Sings My Soul. Throughout the past couple of weeks... We've gotten calls, letters, and emails from listeners like you about the impact this series has had in lives. For some, it has brought them back to their childhood when they would sing hymns with family who are now with the Lord. For others, it reminded them of singing those songs in moments of great difficulty and how it brought them comfort. My friend, Pastor Robert Morgan, was right. Christian hymns are not only important for the history of the church, but they're important for our present and for our future. In a moment, we're going to think about the well-known hymn, He Leadeth Me. The song was written in the midst of the American Civil War. The lyrics seem to reflect this great conflict when we sing, By waters calm, or troubled sea, still tis God's hand that leadeth me. Stay with me as we think about that. And speaking of troubled times, let's first go to Miami, where it's been very hot. Even the water is over 100 degrees in Florida right now. On the line with me is the president of the Miami Rescue Mission, now called The Caring Place, Reverend Ronald Rumit. They've been helping the homeless for more than 100 years in South Florida. Ronald, welcome to Haven Today. Well, it's great to be here, and thanks for having me. Well, I'm glad we could connect with you. I know it has been really hot down your way this summer. Can you share with us what the weather has been like for you this year and how it differs from past summers? Well, every summer it's hot, but this summer it has been brutal and unrelenting. And even though the temperature gauge may be 98, 99, it feels like 107, 108. And, and it really has given us a lot of opportunity, though, uh, to reach people that otherwise would not come into one of our centers. Who's coming into the center? And how are you specifically helping them with the heat? Well, we've been serving the homeless for over 100 years, and uh, we have two centers in, in South Florida. So when it's exceptionally heat, what we've done, hot rather, what we've done is to open up our doors. We can't serve everybody, but we have a great coalition in, in both counties that, that serve the homeless and the needy. And we want to welcome them in, get them out of the hot, hot weather, get them a change of clothes, get them some, uh, a shower, a meal, and then we'll keep them in our, in our big 
uh, areas or chapels, maybe watch a little TV, or even better, we have people that come in and do one-on-one ministry and talk to each individual where they are in their life, how can they be helped, and, and that's how we share the love of God in a very practical way. Of course, we want people to come to know the Lord, but you can't talk to people when they're hurting, when they're hungry, when they're dirty, and, and they have no hope. So we have to kind of help create that hope in everybody that comes to our doors. Ronald, I wondered if you have a story you could share with us real quick about someone who came in thirsty for physical water and they met the living water himself. Wow. You know, I could tell you thousands and thousands and thousands of stories that I witnessed over 30 years. Uh, But one of the greatest stories I can tell you is there's a gentleman that was sleeping across our, our center He'd been sleeping out there for two or three years. Uh, we tried to do everything we could to get him in. We saw his health deteriorate. He ended up on, on basically a wheelchair, if you wanted to call a wheelchair. And every month he would get a check, he'd get some money, and then the prostitutes would come, the people that want to take advantage of him come, and he'd be broke for three or four days. Well, one day, one day, he got so thirsty, he got so sick and tired of being sick and tired, he knew that we were compassionate. He knew that he knew the scriptures. He just didn't wasn't he wasn't surrendering to the Lord. And what one day he made that table decision to come in, get in turn back. Years later, he became a deacon in his church, and he and he became a soul winner. He got out of a wheelchair and he had walkers on his hand on his arms, and he would go to every homeless uh, encampment he could, and he'd be bringing people one or two a month. Hey, can you help this person? Here's another person. I don't care if he brought to us at 10 o'clock at night. Uh, his name was Eugene, and we'd always help who he brought in. What a tremendous transformation. Thank you so much, Ronald, for joining us from The Caring Place, the Miami Rescue Mission in South Florida. Well, amen, and thank you for uh, caring. All right, bye-bye. This is Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris, and a program called Then Sings My Soul. Let's open now with the music of Salem. And he leadeth me. He leadeth me, O blessed thought, all words with heavenly comfort fraught. Whate'er I do, where'er I be, still tis God's hand that leadeth me.
Today we're reflecting on the hymn, He Leadeth Me. This song was written by Joseph H. Gilmore, a Baptist pastor who ministered during the American Civil War. Sounds like a tumultuous time, doesn't it? Gilmore could have spent all day worrying about the war and how it affected those around him. He could have been filled with anxiety about the unknown. But he remembered, Jesus tells us to not be anxious nor to worry. And why is that? Because we are more valuable than the birds who are provided for. God will lead us through dangerous waters, even hot waters, which we'll think about in a few moments. But first, Robert Morgan will give us some of the historical background to this wonderful hymn. On autumn nights, as we sleep peacefully in our beds, thousands of songbirds travel under cover of darkness heading south. Somehow they know their way. God has given them a state-of-the-art internal guidance system. Well, we are more valuable than many sparrows. If God guides his creation, will he not also guide his children? Dr. Joseph Gilmore, the son of the governor of New Hampshire, gave us a wonderful song about guidance, and he also gave us this account of how he came to write it. He said, As a young man recently graduated from Newton Theological Seminary, I was preaching for a couple of Sundays in the pulpit at the First Baptist Church in Philadelphia. At the midweek service on March 26, 1862, I set out to give the people an exposition of the 23rd Psalm, which I had given before on three or four occasions, but this time I could not get further than the words, He leadeth me. Those words took hold of me as they had never done before, and I saw in them a significance of which I have never dreamed. He said it was the darkest hour of the Civil War. I did not refer to that fact, at least I don't think I did, but it may subconsciously have led me to realize that God's leadership is the one significant fact in human experience, that it makes no difference how we are led or whither we are led, so long as we are sure that God is leading us. He said at the close of the meeting, a few of us in the parlor of my host, Deacon Watson, kept talking about the thought that I had emphasized, and then and there, on a blank page from a brief from which I had intended to speak, I penciled this hymn, talking and writing at the same time, and then I handed it to my wife and thought no more about it. She sent it to a magazine, and it was published and set to music. I didn't know that until... One day I went to Rochester to preach as a candidate before the Second Baptist Church, and going into the chapel, I picked up a hymnal to see that they were singing my own hymn, He Leadeth Me. He leadeth me, O blessed thought, O words with heavenly comfort fraught, whate'er I do, where'er I be, still tis God's hand that leadeth me. He leadeth me, O blessed thought, O words with heavenly comfort fraught. Whate'er I do, where'er I be, still tis God's hand that leadeth me. He leadeth me, He leadeth me, By his own hand he leadeth me. His faithful follower 
I would be For by his hand he leadeth me That is the crooner, Bing Crosby. We typically only get to play the great Irish crooner at Christmas time on this program, so how nice to hear his traditional rendition of He Leadeth Me from his My Favorite Hymns album. And just before that, we heard author and pastor Rob Morgan share some of the backstory about this hymn. As you can tell, Rob is a great storyteller. He's not just a pastor and an author. And he shares the backstories of 150 hymns in his book called Then Sings My Soul. This book reads like a devotional, plus it includes sheet music and lyrics so you can sing along with the hymns. I think Then Sings My Soul will help you sing the Lord's praises with a new series of appreciation for who he is and what he's done in your life. After the program, you can visit our website to see the book for yourself and then make your gift at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Or call us after the program at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. You are listening to Haven Today, and my name is Charles Morris, and I want us now to think a little bit more about our hymn today. As you read God's Word, have certain portions just jumped off the page and spoken to you? Perhaps a verse or phrase met you where you were, and it spoke to your soul. Gilmore had a moment like this, and it revolved around the famous words of the 23rd Psalm, He leads me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. It is with those words that the hymn begins. Here's the first stanza. He leadeth me, O blessed thought, O words with heavenly comfort fraught, whate'er I do, Where'er I be, still, tis God's hand that leadeth me. Why is God leading a blessed thought? Have you ever wondered if your life had any meaning? That perhaps there was no point to the hard moments that you face? Well, there are plenty of people in the world who look at suffering and say, well, sometimes stuff just happens. I've heard a lot of people say that. There isn't a meaning behind the difficult moments in their life. All they do is just pick themselves up and be the best person they can be. Well, such a response is completely foreign to the Bible. What do the scriptures say about our hard, difficult moments? That God is with us, that God is leading us, even through the unknown. Psalm 77 illustrates that for us. Asaph provides us vibrant imagery. The waters are writhing and convulsing. 
The clouds are pouring down water. Lightning is striking. The earth is shaking. In the midst of all this, the author writes, Your path led through the sea, your way through the mighty waters, though your footprints were not seen. God is with us, even though you may not see him always. It's important to note that God leads us through the sea. He doesn't lead us around it or above it or below it. He leads us through our moments of difficulty. Gilmore continued to write about God's leading in his second stanza. What was his main point? That God is faithful in good times and bad. The verse goes, sometimes mid scenes of deepest gloom, sometimes where Eden's flowers bloom, by waters calm or troubled sea, still tis God's hand that leadeth me. We spent some time already about God's leading through trials and tribulations. In fact, so many hymns that we've discussed have come out of times of desperation. That's okay. That's not a bad thing. If you read the Psalms, you'll find plenty of Psalms that were written in distress. But if we're honest with ourselves, it's not only when times are tough that we can be tempted to forget about God. It's when things are as they should be or at least we think, when it seems like we're in the Garden of Eden with the flowers blooming. Why is that? I don't know about you, but I think a possible explanation is that our moments of desperation cause us to be humble. We're forced to place our lives in the hands of our Lord. But when we are in seasons of plenty, we can be certainly tempted to think we got there ourselves to this point by our own hard work, But in this second verse, Gilmore provided us with a helpful corrective. Yes, God is with us in seasons of sorrow, but God is still with us and is still leading us in our seasons of joy. As we look at one more verse from He Leadeth Me, I want us to consider once again the question of our purpose in life. If you recall, some people believe there is no purpose to this life. If they wrote a hymn, their refrain might be, let us eat and drink for tomorrow we die. But followers of Jesus know there is a purpose. God is leading us through the highs and the lows of this life to make us more like Christ. Romans 8.28, which I quote so often, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. The next few verses tell us that this purpose is to be conformed to the image of the Son, Jesus Christ. God is using all things, even our dying, to make us look more like Jesus. Though this world thinks that dying is a great loss, for Christians, dying is the greatest gain. Gilmore elaborates in his final verse, And when my task on earth is done, when... By thy grace, the victory's won. E'en death's cold wave I will not flee, since God through Jordan leadeth me. Our story ends not in defeat, but in victory. God's hand that led us through the roaring waters, that led us beside still waters, leads us through death and into glory. Why does our death lead to victory? Because Jesus Christ has defeated death. He took away the sting that death produced and now provides everlasting life. Thank God 
that Jesus leads us to our eternal home. We wouldn't be able to make it on our own. That's for sure. The Discovery Singers from Radio Bible Class, Grand Rapids, Michigan. He leadeth me on this haven today and a program called Then Sings My Soul. As you heard Robert Morgan share earlier on this program, the stories behind the hymns we love help us better understand why they are so significant. The lyrics are rooted in God's Word, and the tunes help these truths stick in our minds and hearts. And as you read through Rob's book, Then Sings My Soul, you'll not only discover or rediscover the great hymns of our faith, you'll also learn the backstories behind the 150 hymns he writes about. Sheet music on the left side of the page and the story on the right page. This book is the perfect way for you to spend devotional time with the Lord this summer while also singing biblical truth that'll deepen your faith in Jesus. So may I invite you 
to come now to our website to look at Then Sings My Soul by Robert Morgan and then make your gift to the ministry at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Or call us right now if that's easier at 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. And just as we go, I'd like to invite you to pray about becoming a Haven partner. That's someone who prays regularly and gives automatically monthly to partner with us to share this great story that's about Jesus. We'll learn more about it when you call or read more at haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me again. Won't you come back again tomorrow for another great hymn as we share together the great story that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Summertime also means football season is right around the corner. Many high schools start early in the summer with conditioning and building team morale, but there's one thing they don't do yet, suit up. Suiting up is for game time. Suiting up means it's time to get serious. The Apostle Paul understood that. He told Christians in Ephesians 6 to put on the whole armor of God. Why? Because we are at war with powers and principalities. The kingdom of darkness, practice time is over. It's game time. The good news, we have Christ in our corner and his spirit empowering us every step of the way. Put on the whole armor. By grace, we will reign victorious with Christ. Spend more time with Jesus. Visit GetAnchored.com.